Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. How many of you have ever said something stupid? Half of us tell the truth, half of us don't. All right. You've all said something dumb. Come on. I know your spouse. Um... We, we have all said things that maybe we regret or maybe we wish we could take back or we're a Christian and we just say it and, and as soon as it comes out of our mouth, we're like, I wish I could take that back, you know? It, it just comes out or, or we write it and now today, you know, we have social media, we have, you know, Twitter and Instagram and, and you know, everything and, you know, all this stuff and the moment it's out there, it's like, it's out there forever, <laughs> you know? And, and it's one of those things where it's like, oh man, and I have to tell you, uh, being a pastor and even just being a Christian, sometimes I want to post things online or I want to post stuff and I'm going, I'll reread it. Do you ever do this? You reread it like 10 times before you post it. Like, could this offend anybody? You know? And you're like, no, it won't. And then what does it do? It, you know, it offends somebody. So this is what I did without your knowledge. Three months ago on Facebook, I put a question and I just let it resonate with people. And I just said, what's, what's the stupidest, dumbest thing you've ever heard a Christian say or you have said as a Christian, and within moments, I think I had like 40 replies, and it just kept going and going and going. And so I want to share with you, we're going to keep this real, real. Most of these are from you. So just know that as I share this, all right? So these are, these are great. Um, some of them aren't necessarily dumb things you've said, but maybe misunderstandings or things that you're trying to understand. Some are funny, some are not funny, <laughs> some are pretty sad. And so I want to give all of these to you. I just, at that time, man, I just took my computer and I laid hands on all of you. I'm like, Lord, and I'm kidding. I did, I've said many dumb things myself. You can ask Heather. She's with our, our K through fifth this morning. So here you go. Here's a few of them that you shared. Um, God won't give you more than you can handle. How many have heard that one? If you could handle it, why would I ever see my need for God? Good point. I, and this is all you, okay? This is everybody here. I guess God just needed another angel upon death. That one frustrates me as a pastor because you don't auto- automatically just become an angel. It doesn't work that way. There's angels and there's humans. We'll, get, we'll talk about that. I didn't want to get braces when I was a teenager, so I told my parents, if God wanted my teeth to be straight, he would have created them that way. <laughs> there you go, teenagers. God helps those who help themselves. Who heard that? All right. Okay, if God wanted me to be thin, he wouldn't have made food so good. <laughs> I love that. Okay, this, this, this is in the middle. I should have saved this one for the end, but this is my favorite one. It's not even necessarily a dumb thing. I just love it. Um, when I was a kid, I was afraid of the second coming because I still had Chuck E. Cheese tickets. I was saving for an inflatable guitar. <laughs> that, that's like the best one. I love that. I love that. I, I bet when Jesus was my age, he was tempted to make his enemies poop their pants in class. I wish I could have that power just for one day. Again, this is you. I'm just sharing what you shared with me, okay? Uh, the, how many have heard this? If you grew up in a charismatic or Pentecostal church, um, kind of like Matt did, this altar is closing in 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Have you heard that one? This altar is closing. You know, this, this is, we heard this, I heard this at college sometimes. Well, this altar, we're only going to have 30 more seconds before you say yes to God. Well, God doesn't have a time frame on that, just FYI. All right, this one, this one, I don't know who wrote this, mentioning their smoking hot wife from the pulpit. There's nothing wrong with that, okay? There's nothing wrong with that. I don't think my husband or wife is the one God made for me. 
Don't worry, I sent that person a private message. All right, I'm kidding. If the good Lord wanted you to be looking down at your feet all the time, he would have given you bigger feet. Makes sense, it's fair. If you had enough faith, you would be healed. Who's heard that one? Yeah, not true. You read the Bible and what faith really is. God blesses faith. And we'll unpack that, not this week, but in uh, two weeks from now, we'll unpack that one. Church is for Christians. Cleanliness is next to godliness. Punctual is the 11th commandment. This one I love. Thunder is just the sound of God rearranging his furniture. Ah, Just a couple more here. If you drink or smoke, play cards or dance, you're going to hell. All right? All dogs go to heaven. Sounds like a movie title. We'll unpack that. There's actually the Bible speaks about animals and heaven and what that looks like and creatures. And then the one I want to focus on today and the remainder of our time here, I'm going to fly through this because we only got about 10 minutes, is it was just God's will. Who here has ever said that or heard somebody say that to you? It was just God's will. I hate that line. It was just God's will. You know, well, man, it was really bad. I got in an accident. I hit that deer. I totaled it. And now I'm in the hospital and I broke my own. Oh, dude, it's just God's will, man. <laughs> Smack that person. No, that was not God's will. God will use that for his good. He'll take care of you. He'll make it right. But that was not God's will. You, you can talk about death or even loss at a football game. Well, that was God's will man that we'd lose you know or loss of a job dude it was god's will for you to lose your job or you get in the accident that's god's will now the best thing you could ever want to do is surrender to god's will and live for him okay that's the best thing that you could ever want to do now god's will doesn't mean that bad things are going to happen it doesn't mean that everything's going to go right or everything's going to go perfect that's not how his will we're not like god's not a genie that we just rob and go all right god we wanted you to do it this way please it doesn't work that way Saying it was just God's will is a sign that we actually don't know how to respond to someone and we end up using it as an excuse. There's two ways today that we use God's name in vain more than anything else. One is, well, God told me to do this. People will come to me and tell me that and it goes against everything in the Bible and I cringe. Everything in me cringes. Or the second one is, well, it was just God's will. We say that because as Christians, we get scared. We're like, I don't know what to say, man. That's a really horrible situation. I don't know how to meet you where you're at. And then we end up saying dumb things that Christians say because we don't know how to be apologetic in our faith. We don't know how to lead them or teach them or train them or walk alongside of them and say, let me help you in this. And so here we go today. Um, there's two different wills. First, God's will is, you know, that something happened, whether it's good or bad. That's, that's one kind of God's will, Okay. Something good happened, something bad happened. If you go back a year ago, we talked about that. We had a message um, on that. If you would like those notes, let me know. I'll send that to you. Today, what I want to focus on is a little different, though. And this, I get more and more and more. And we end up saying dumb things because we don't fully understand sometimes. I say it, too, what God's will is for our life. If we were to write down on a sheet of paper, and we have everyone here today say, write down in five words what's God's will for your life. Could you do it? Could you do it? What's God's will for your life? How do we know what his will is? How do we understand that? If you want to be in his will, if you want to be doing what God wants, today's message is for you. If you don't, close your eyes. Just take a little nappy nappy. It's a nice morning. Beautiful outside. But here's the deal. God's, God has a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. Okay? 
He did not create you by mistake. He, you, you didn't come out and he was like, whoops. Okay? He didn't do that. All right? It didn't happen, okay? I don't care what anyone's ever told you. God created you with purpose in mind. If you want to be in His will, you have to hear His voice. You've got to hear the voice of God. Without the voice of God, you will never be able to understand and discern the will of God for your life. You cannot do it. This last week, we have a a pastor's meeting once a month with pastors in our area of Assembly God Churches. And this last Tuesday was ours and uh, Monday or Tuesday, and, and we sat with, with all these pastors, and my pastor, who oversees the Assemblies of God from Minnesota, uh, resigned. He's, he's retiring, and it breaks all of our hearts because we love him to death. His name's Clarence St. John. He's my pastor. He holds me accountable. He has, holds the church accountable. He's just a great guy, and people were asking him questions about being what's known as the superintendent, and one of the questions that was asked of him this week was, how do you balance the business side of what you do and the spiritual side of what you do? And he said every morning when he wakes up, for 90 minutes, he sets his alarm for 5.15, and for 90 minutes he just spends time with God. Convicted me. I spend time with God every day, not always 90 minutes. And, and I remember just a few months ago, I had asked Pastor St. John to go to breakfast, and he said, no, he couldn't. He had an appointment. Well, what he shared uh, this week was his appointment is his time with God, and nothing will get in the way of that. That's number one. That's the pastor, by the way, who oversees our church and who oversees me and who's like he's just awesome guy now he's retiring and we have to bring on somebody new uh, within the assemblies that takes place here in a few months i love to spend time in prayer listening to god sometimes i'll get an impression or a thought that i think man is this from god is it really from God? how do we know and discern that will of god well here's what i want to do i don't have a ton of time so i'm going to give this to you as quick as i can this morning, and I'm going to give you seven ways, okay? I have a lot more that I want to share. I just don't have the time to do it this morning. And so here we go. Uh, number one, if you're jotting these down, take notes if you want. Otherwise, you can just listen, and uh, I can send you notes with even some more. But if you want to know and discern God's will, you've got to hear His voice. How do we hear His voice? How do we know it's Him who's speaking? Here's seven filters I'm going to give you, and we'll, I'll invite the worship team up here in just a few moments. Number one, does it agree with the Bible? Does it agree with the Bible? Luke chapter 21, verse 33. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. The vast majority of God's will for your life is in God's word. That's where it is. And so if anyone ever comes up to you and says, well, you need the Bible plus this, they're wrong. <laughs> okay? Galatians 1.8, Paul says, even if an angel comes from heaven and preaches any other message, let him be forever cursed. Whoa kind of heavy you know that sounds harsh but god's truth doesn't change okay if you want to know god's voice the only book you need to know is the bible you got to memorize it you got to study you got to meditate on it as we know god's truth is consistent he's not going to tell you one thing in the bible and then tell you something different in an impression during that time with him he won't do it he won't contradict himself number two does it make me more like jesus is it pure Is it peace-loving? Is it considerate? Is it submissive? Is it full of mercy? Is it impartial? Is it sincere? When you get an idea from God, we we use it for His glory, not for our own. Okay, then we know it's Him. It makes us more Christ-like. Number three, again, I apologize, I gotta fly through these. Are there other people who can confirm what I believe God is saying to me? This is a huge one. You know, sometimes people will just say, well, God told me, to go to this church or God told me to do this okay 
Did you, did you go through these processes? Did you make sure? To, are, are you really affirming with what God's speaking to you? Are you just going out here on your own? What is it? Okay. Proverbs chapter 11, verse 9, it says, The wisdom of the righteous can save you. And then I love what it says just before that, verse 4. In the multitude of counselors, there's what? Faith. The multitude of counselors. Or in other versions, it says, um, many counselors are wise. Many counselors. In other words, go to people that you trust in whom their voice speaks into you. Number four, is it consistent with how God shaped, shaped me? Is it consistent with how God shaped you? Okay. Uh, Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works in which he prepared in advance for us to do. What good works did God prepare for you to do? Are you fulfilling them? Are you walking out those good works? Right now, are you doing that? Number five, does it concern my responsibility? Just briefly on that one. Sometimes God will speak to you. Has he ever done this? Where he speaks to you to speak to another person? Has he ever done that? Like when you spend time with God, God will share something with you, but it's not for you, it's for another person. That's not your responsibility. Okay, well, I gotta speak to them. That should just affirm that person's individual responsibility or flip that around. If God's speaking to you, allow someone else to affirm your calling, your leadership, your giftedness, whatever it is that God is calling you to do. That's God's will. That's how you can discern by hearing his voice. Number six, this is the one I want to camp out on here before we close. Is it convicting or is it condemning? What does it say in Romans chapter 8, 1? There is no what? There's no what? There's no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. If it convicts, hear this today. This is for some of us today. I know this is. If it convicts, then it's from God. Okay? But if it condemns, it is from the pits of hell. If it condemns, it is not from God. Here's the difference between the two. This is how you know. The purpose of conviction is to correct you on a specific issue in order to bring change in your life, and it's motivated by God's love. Because God loves you when He sees an area in your life that needs a change, whether it's a relationship, a habit, an atmosphere, the attitudes, what he'll do is he'll nudge you gently and he'll say, you need to work on this thing that's out of whack in your life. You've got to work on that. The purpose of condemnation is to criticize and make you feel guilty, usually in kind of a vague way. It's not specific. And so if you've ever felt guilty, but you couldn't point it to anything specific, or if you've ever had a feeling of worthlessness, if you've ever had that, that is condemnation from Satan. That is not God's voice. I want you to discern and know God's voice. As soon as you start to confess and change, you'll no longer feel any conviction. That's what takes place. That's conviction. It leaves. God nudged you. You changed. All right. No longer needed for that, that part of your life. God will probably convict you in a new way. It's short-term conviction. But condemnation is the enemy or Satan's way of making you feel worse and worse and worse. It doesn't go away even after confession. It's kind of like the American court system. First, there's a conviction of a crime in the court. Then comes the condemnation or the sentencing, which can last for years. But God does not work that way. God does not work that way. In God's justice system, the Holy Spirit convicts us of what's wrong in our life, and we admit it. Jesus pays the condemnation. Okay? It's laid upon Him. He serves the punishment for our sin through His death 
on the cross. And we're free to live the way God created us to live, to live the way Jesus enabled us to live. That's the grace of God. It's a big difference. So if you feel worthless or it's all this shame all the time, that is from the pits of hell. And I encourage you to discern, listening to God's voice, what is God speaking to you? His truth, his conviction, not condemnation. The last one here is this. And we'll invite the the team on up here. Um, Man, today went really quick, my goodness. Um, Number seven is this, the last one. Do I sense God's peace? Philippians 4, 7, it says, God's peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. God's peace will guard our hearts and our minds. So if you got all the other ones right, you went through all six filters, you're like, man, I got this. I think I'm good. It agrees with the Bible, okay? It makes me more like Jesus. There's other people that have confirmed and affirmed what God's saying to me. You know, it's consistent with how God shaped me. It doesn't concern my responsibility, or it is individual responsibility. And it's convicting. It's not condemning. If all of those things line up, without this seven filter, and there could be a hundred filters, but without that seventh biblical filter, if you do not have God's peace with it, it is not God's will. You've got to experience His peace. If you don't have it, wait. Just wait. The last thing here is this. We have to pray to hear God's voice, okay? Especially as we hear from Him as a church, individually, and when we're speaking into others' lives, all right? So would you do this this morning with me? Would you stand to your feet here and bring service to a close? I wanted to share with you where we're headed as a church in, in this first dumb thing. The next few weeks, we're going to unpack even more of those dumb things Christians say. But one of these things that we have got to be very careful is using God's name in vain by saying, well, it's just God's will. Or, yep, I know God's will. Let's discern and let's get to know his voice. Would you pray with me this morning? This has been a podcast of The Bridge Church. Have a great week. Stop in Sunday sometime and visit. If you would like to give, you can do so online at sfbridge.org. Have a great week.